The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Bookstore. Most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The Hood College Bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some hood-branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have hood-branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. As you may have a dog, buy them a hood college leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College Bookstore has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. So the next time you're on WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, August Moon, and the name of this podcast, Phrases of Moon, and receive 10% off your next purchase. Everything that is except for books. But listen to the show first. Hello, I'm your host, August Moon, joined today by my co-hosts, Aiden and Odad. Welcome to Phrases of Moon. I'm August Moon, host of this show, joined today by my co-host, Aiden, and our other co-host, Odad. Oh. Odad is our resident schizophrenic. He uh, provides That's us insulting. With... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm offended. You love me. No. <laughs> he loves me. Not anymore. So, one of the reasons why we decided to do a podcast with Odad is because he... It's just, he's a bundle of personality. He's, he's a lot to unpack. So I think, you know, we will... That sounds so all, much nicer. We will all enjoy... <laughs> we will all enjoy hearing all about Odad uh, today and hopefully next week if we don't get canceled because of all the lovely things Odad has to say. So... I demand you to link this podcast. What? Sorry, what did we leave off on? We're restarting. Restarting what? Uh, we're restarting the podcast. <laughs> the whole podcast, the whole thing. All right. C- can we? Royal decree of Odad. What? Okay. I don't know. I feel like it was. I feel like it's a little too slow paced. That's I want, what I. Yeah. It's not, right, that's it's, what I'm. It's saying. not what I'm used to. That's it's not what I'm used to. I'm used to Odad going from one subject to another. Like, well, you're trying to keep me on a leash here, and well, like by doing that, it's become right. too slow and too serious you get them all right we recorded we recorded the serious portion let's record the uh, i don't want the serious, serious portion. portion well okay that, okay, start could... from scratch yeah all right. from scratch oh, well, Hold on, i gotta see how much recording it, i was space. gonna do a I... bit but then you guys fought me too much on and it ruined the whole thing okay what's what's the bit what's <laughs> the bit it's too late i was going to say moon who yeah. the hell cares about the queen of england it led us down a horrible road <laughs> that was ultimately meaningless, and none of us are really qualified to, you know, speak on. The death of... <laughs> You're blaming this on me. Uh, yeah, it's a recent. I... It's a recent news topic. Mm, okay, well... here's here's the problem. Are you? What do you mean we're not qualified to talk about it? Right you guys now. ever hear I, about I... chimps on DMT? Yeah. <laughs> That's more more what the podcast needs to be. But here's the problem, Aiden. Moon has no clue what he wants. I do know exactly what I want from you. I need a direction. You're the the producer. Be yourself, but don't 
target a group of specific group of people. <laughs> but what do you mean? Be simple. It's, Am I trying to be, make people laugh? Am I trying to no, make them cry? Just, make them feel love in their hearts? Okay, this is. I was imagining this being more comedic. All right, because you're a very you funny know. individual. Yeah, man. just be, but be yourself. You're a very like, cute you know? individual. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Um, Am I, are we going to have to cut this podcast short again? This is going to go into <laughs> assault territory. Oh, yeah, just be yourself, man. That's all, that's all we want. Oh, Dad's like a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dad's like a teenage girl going to prom for the first time or on a date, and Moon is like the clueless dad trying to coach him. Like, you just gotta be yourself, sweetie. You just, come on, come on. Your dress if, looks fantastic, by like the way. Like, what if he thinks I'm gross? What if he thinks I'm weird? And you're like, oh, Dad, you are the most wonderful, beautiful girl that this, on this all, side of the Mississippi, right, ever. Is... On, this, on the west side of the Mississippi, <laughs> you are the most fine girl I've ever you seen. You gotta stop doubting yourself, sweetie. And just go out there and you do. Your you. date, Aiden, is, is waiting for you outside. You got this, huh? You got this. Why does everybody else have a mic but I don't? You do Nobody told mic. me to get a mic. You're still mad about that? Nobody told me. I mean, I have this mic for other purposes that That's aren't not for this podcast. What do you mean? Aiden, planning, why do you have... Planning you, what do you have? Moon. I got this mic have, before I talked to you. And you've ambushed me with this podcast. What do you use it for? What, what do you use the microphone for? For uh, recording voiceover stuff. What for, type of voiceover stuff do you Right know? now, I'm practicing trying to uh, uh, narrate audiobooks. And also do like voiceovers for commercials and ads and uh, like. Can you? Yeah. Ooh, ooh! You should uh, do a, a book voiceover for my um for my autobiography. Yeah, dude, I will. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it'll be like. But you have to say like in first three person. Pages long. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean three pages long? I've had a pretty fulfilling life so I far. I really don't think you have. <laughs> I, I, I remember about when how I was younger. Your life has been is if how how honestly if you were to write an autobiography right now, how many pages would it be? Uh, at least two million. Okay, because <laughs> like listen here, when I was ten, okay, literally when I was ten, I was thinking about writing an autobiography. Okay, I was sitting in bed, I was dreaming, I was daydreaming, I was like, damn, my life, I've, I've lived so much so far. Like all these detailed thoughts. If I wrote let down like every thought, every experience I've had, it would be like at least five novels worth of like. Just stuff. Ramblings and no, no, because I, I was being a little kid. <laughs> no, it was me like being a kid. Shit. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, uh, this yesterday I played in the sand in the mud. It was fantastic. I played with my <laughs> toy cars in the mud. You know, I splashed around a little. I like like a felt. I felt natural. You know, rolling around in the mud. Fun just fact: like that. Odette has never felt natural in his entire life. I'm Is, uh, wholly natural. He lives in Pittsburgh. That's why I completely embrace nature. Are you all right? What have you ever uh, thought of the idea of going out into the wilderness with uh, nothing but you? Not even with clothes. You'll do the naked and afraid challenge. You know what I'm saying? You'll with go Aiden. You have to do it with Aiden. All right. Well, hold on. I'll you. <laughs> he will. It'll be like an hour later. He'll come back out of the woods covered in blood, and I won't return. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen there. I, I had to eat him to survive. <laughs> I'm all about the human experience, man. <laughs> Does that include <laughs> the, the most sought-after experience of cannibalism? I mean, kind of. Oh, that would be the type of dude to, like, travel to the Amazon to join the Amazonian tribes for the human experience. I think experience. they would accept him. I, I don't think so. I, I think, think they would. 
I think I'd require too many resources to maintain. <laughs> Where's a phone charger? Where's a phone charger? Like, if you look at these like you know tribal peoples, you don't see many large individuals. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like the chieftain, though. You know, I like, don't. Chief is usually or fat. I'd starve to death. I mean, all right. Eat the if local it's like a fifty-fifty between starving to death or becoming chief of an Amazonian tribe. <laughs> it's definitely 50-50. There are no other... There, there are no, there's no other... Would you take it? Factors. Would you take it? I don't know, dude. 50-50. 50-50 is pretty bad. Coin flip. It's pretty bad odd. Really? It's a coin flip. Like, if you were to win 50% of your bets at the casino, you'd still lose money. Because of the... It's, no, it just depends on what bets you hit big on. Yeah. If you hit big on that 50 that's in your favor... No, then... that's different. That's that's where card counting right? Yeah. <laughs> because, theoretically, right, you lose 51% of, you know, if you play perfectly every hand of all blackjack games or something like that, and you win 49%. It's not exactly that, but you you're guaranteed, if you play perfectly, to lose more than you... And that is compounded yeah. by the fact that the payout, right? It's not, you know, it's not like you double. Yeah. What do you win, right? It's, it's like three rigged. to two or whatever. So yeah, it's it's rigged. So the reason why they don't yeah. let you count cards is because, although you know, over an infinite number of hands, it's forty nine fifty one percent. At certain times in the game, that switches where the player. Oh. Has okay. the advantage over the house. Is card counting basically just like seeing which cards have been like uh, you've seen already type things where you're slowly getting your like percentage of winning up by yeah. looking at which cards have already come down? Yeah. Because it's from like okay. a total of like seven decks, yeah. right? So there's only there's a finite amount of cards. So, yeah. right? So, like they're looking at like face cards and not face cards. So, if you know like how many of the high value cards have been pulled out. Odette has been kicked play. out of every casino in New Jersey. Fact. No, no, no. No, right? So what, what happens, Not right, for is, card counting, but for, like, if, indecent exposure yeah. and shit. If you can tell when the odds shift in your favor and you double your bets, you know, during that time period, you make money. And then when they're out of your favor, you either stop betting or you reduce your bets. Yeah. And so you lose less than you won. The casinos don't actually make their money based on, like who wins and loses. So, like, the odds aren't a represent... They're not trying to get... Like, uh, if, you know, if you know anything about, like, five-to-one odds, right? So if uh, somebody's a five-to-one favorite, that doesn't mean the other team, you know, is five times more likely to win. That's just trying to get players to split relatively evenly between the two sides. Because it doesn't really matter if the favorite or the underdog wins over the long run. Because the way they set the odds up right is there's something called the VIG, which is like, you know, a 5% like piece of wiggle room where, say the odds are minus 110, you have to bet $110 to win 100. And that means the other guy, if they bet the opposite way, they win $110 if you win 100. But if, you know, people go 50-50 on that, the casino's guaranteed to make money on that, like, $10 in between. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Odin's yeah, an so undercover, awesome. like, mob boss that he'll he'll go into, yeah. like, the sports arenas and shit like that. And he'll make it so... Like, you know, in the... What was it? It was out... I don't know if the NBA still does it. They probably f do. Where um, 
they'll make it so like the refs call certain things on certain teams. He's the guy that goes in there and tells them to do that, or else they'll break their <laughs> legs. He'll send guys. In he makes the calls. Yeah, he's the shot caller. Oh yeah, what what mafia would you be the head of? Dude, oh my god, he would. I know, I don't know what he would be a part of, but he would try and the destroy. Amish mafia, dude. Oh my gosh, bro. He'd be part of the Amish mafia, Pennsylvania. I think Oded would try and over a long term gang war. He would try and destroy the Italian mafia in New Jersey. I don't think so. I think deep down in my heart, I'm a very kind and compassionate person. I don't like to. So see, you... I don't like to see others hurt, unless you know they're you, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I'm out of the equation. Let's go. <laughs> you slipped by this time. <laughs> Random. I, I'm just imagining now, like, Aiden at the head of the Italian Mafia against Odad's Honest, Mafia. I don't, right? Like, right back in the olden days, as in, you know, the 1980s and before, <laughs> that might that might be a thing. But honestly, <laughs> I think that uh, almost everything we see on TV, including sports, yeah, are in a, rigged. I think it's, yes, essentially rigged. Where faked. it's... It's more so like entertainment, right? So cable yeah. news is entertainment. You are they not telling me the Real Housewives of New yeah, Jersey are right. fake off, dude. No, uh, come on. Jersey I mean, Shore is right, my favorite. Reality TV was like the ultimate like expression of this concept. Yeah. But you, you yeah. could see, right? Like over time, the production, you know, crews have grown on like all TV programs. Dude. In order to, like, they're selling us a narrative, right? Like, what is the point of the pregame show, you know, of Monday Night Oh, my gosh, It's yeah. not to tell you, like, anything about which team is better or, you know, the actual technical, you know, characteristics of the game. It's to get people invested through a narrative. So they will sell, like, right? They'll, they'll do a special on one quarterback and, you know, get you personally invested in, like, his story that week. Yeah. Or, right, they will come out with some, like, juicy drama from... Uh, a coach that doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, you know, how he answered a question at the pregame conference. Uh, Bro, that just reminded me of Gruden. <laughs> like, last year. I think it was, like, in the middle when we were watching the uh, Raiders game together. Yeah. And um, all the stuff started coming out against him. And then, like, the owner of uh, the Redskins at the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Gruden thing was a hit job. <laughs> this this goes to my question, right? Who has the NFL, right? Has control over like what happened? Gruden was singled out and you know disposed of essentially because they did not like right the way he played with the uh, basically the narrative of the NFL. He was not like a cooperative. Uh, he wasn't a cooperative agent in this. An agent, like basically, right? So he sent those emails, which are horrible, which we all know, and they're not professional. You shouldn't be sending that kind of stuff public, <laughs> yeah, like of course. you know it. But there were several hundred thousand emails, you know, collected by the NFL in that investigation, and the only ones yeah, that get released, you know, are a couple dozen of Gruden, and yeah. we have proof, like time and time again, just in the NBA, right? The one owner, they caught him sending racist, you know, statement, sexist statement. Jesus. So, I, I am, you know, almost 100% certain that the owner of the Redskins 
and probably almost every owner in the NFL has emails out there in the possession of, you know, the league office. Do you think it's just like a matter of public, time that right? If, yeah, if would they be don't cooperate. Just as bad, if not worse. Than oh Gruden. my god! Right? I fully subscribe to this now. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Though. <laughs> it's all adding up. It's all, oh. it's all coming together. So, Gruden, you know, he used to be on Monday Night Football. He didn't agree with like the production teams and stuff. And was hard to work with. When he was a coach before, he never liked uh, Goodell. And then now that he was a coach again, he talked out publicly against Goodell and the league. And it just so happens, right? He's the only coach that has their private, e- well, their like organizational e- emails leaked, and he gets canned. Dude, it was so a hit piece the whole. It time. was a hit piece. And guess what? By doing that, right now they cover up other, you know, good old boys that for whatever reason Goodell likes, like uh, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins. Yeah, I, that was crazy because he was talking, like he was talking like equal amounts of trash about Goodell with Gruden. Like that was the whole thing. Like he was, it was like a lot of the correspondence was, especially the ones that they highlighted, was those two going back and forth, yeah. and then nothing happened to uh, Snyder. But when they conspiracies, right? dude, I love it. Dude, this isn't this isn't a conspiracy. This is it's real. Not, it's not a conspiracy. It's real, right? Like before, you know, Stephen A. Smith gets on his TV program, right? And they have their production meeting where the producers go over what they're going to cover today. They decide, you know, either you know somebody tells them, like ESPN or the NFL, we're going to frame this, you know, as purely something about John Gruden, and we're going to ignore like the other implications. Do you think the NFL is connected to the FBI? How would it be connected to the FBI? I think I don't know. almost everything is connected to the FBI. <laughs> like, <laughs> Even the CIA? Right. You have to understand like what the purpose of the FBI is, what it was founded for. What was it It's essentially for? to protect federal government yeah. from, you know, subversive influences. So yeah. for the first, you know, they use like campaigns against crime, right? Like in the 1920s and 1930s, against like the when there was the Great Depression and the rise of like the roving uh, road, you know, outlaws and bank robbers. They use that yeah. for public recognition to gain support and funding. But their main goal was the monitoring and suppression of labor movements, uh, suspected <laughs> socialists and communists, uh, like LGBT people. Uh, civil yeah. rights activists, things like that, because they were seen as the main threat to the stability and continuation of the state. Okay, so how and are they connected for a to long, the NFL? For, like for a long, well, no, <laughs> you're I, not making the connection, Moon. You're not. I, I, you're not. You're not making. So for a long time, right? The FBI was seen as like you know almost a, it's statist, and if you were on you know the progressive side of politics, you would see the FBI as like you know proto-fascist in like the early 1920s and 30s and even, you know, 50s and 60s because they targeted, right, mostly left-leaning and progressive, you know, groups who were seen during the Red Scare era as a threat, you know, to stability. Now, in the last 20 years, with the rise of like, right, the alt-right and everything, the FBI has begun, you know... It's pretty much the same thing, You know, targeting these people. Yeah, it's the same thing in the opposite direction. They don't... They're not there for a political, like... They're not playing a political side... Their side is like the government, the state. Status quo? Yeah. Like, Essentially, like, yeah. right to a degree. They are there to 
preserve what's the, like our system within a reasonable set of bounds, right? And if some kind of outside force threatens to... Is the CIA pretty much like that, but just abroad? There's some I think so. Right? No, I, I think the CIA is different. They're... It's like maintain world status quo well, and like American values. Or um, the American state values. I think it's less values than just like control that America still right. has power. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I don't think the CIA has like any values whatsoever. Yeah, they well, don't have any morals no. or anything like, like that. It's all about keeping in control. I just mean like what America, the state of America wants. Like the yeah, CIA, yeah, yeah. they have like an agenda that they mm -hmm. pursue at any cost. And, you know, they will find ways like, you know, the Iran-Contra affair, legal or illegal, with the government, like the official backing of the government or not to pursue their goals yeah damn if we but... all right moon you won't end up yeah. dead because you're in college you're safe what does if that mean odad and i don't respond within the next 48 hours we're dead and it was the cia i need you to keep this information secured in this podcast <laughs> why do you think we'd be in college won't make me a the C, you know the CIA started their official podcast today, their first episode? Wait, no f***ing way. Yeah, there's no, an official one, CIA The CIA has a f***ing podcast. You're still a f***ing day, the dude. The director of the CIA. Bro. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Who where's, is, where's who the, is the director of the CIA? Me. No. But, like, do, you know, is, do either of you podcast. know him? No, I don't no, know I don't. his name. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a couple I know. And, like, I'm pretty, like, in tune. And I don't even know who the f*** this guy is. So, What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you were tell us. That's my point. <laughs> so secret. He's, I mean, not secret, but... Just obscure? Yeah, I guess obscure, right? For somebody who may or may not have so much power. And it's also the type of thing, it's like... Uh, like William what, J. Burns. What, are, what even is their podcast going to be? Because it's the CIA. I don't think anyone could, like... Inherently hey guys. trust anything that. Well, it, it's like a. Is it like a just a for publicity? It's sake, a mouthpiece. We didn't overthrow a, the government in well, Nicaragua. Yeah, no, bro. It, basically, it's a mouthpiece for the foreign intelligence apparatus to publicize like their views. Gotcha. To the American public. So today they talked about like uh, the greatest threat, you know, to global stability is China. And that we have to be prepared to counter rising influences like China and declining powers like Russia. And they also use it as a way to, like, subtly insult, like, Russia. <laughs> because uh, they describe China specifically as, like, a rising power, them as a declining power. So they have... Which, well, yeah, but which right, also isn't I, even technically false, though. It's It's not false, right? But it is the narrative, right? That... Yeah, that Russia is this, they're degrading, they're not to be, yeah. like, it's not to be, they're not to be, like, taken as seriously. Because especially what's going on right now with Ukraine and how their offensive is f***ing crumbled. Rip. I mean, there are tons of stuff, especially with their, I know they're, they just started to mobilize, like, I think they're mobilizing, like, either 300,000 or like 500,000 troops or something like that. But their logistics are because they don't have any roads. So it's all by like railways. So even if they're mobilizing these like 500,000 troops, 
their logistical line, their logistical lines, and especially their logistical hubs that are closer to the front, they get f***ing nailed all the time now. And I mean, I think that applies for both sides because Ukraine, right, is even poorer than Russia, and their infrastructure is in a lesser state than yeah, Russia. Like if you, you zoom in yeah. on the map, right, <clears throat> there are the major like national highways, and then. I mean, some of these villages are literally dirt floored. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying no. I'm not saying like <laughs> I Ukrainian think, is so I, advanced; no. they have all these no, no, no. But I, I don't. See, we're getting into serious topics, which are boring. <laughs> I don't like this. I liked but, it at the beginning but, when we were just fucking around. I think right there's a there's a misunderstanding of what's happening in Ukraine and like what it means and where it's going. Ukraine is having having success right now because they've mobilized a million people, and the Russians have you know a third of their professional contract soldiers on the line at any one point. So yeah. it's they're very heavily outnumbered. The point of mobilization, essentially, right? Because these troops are not going to reach the front for several months, but eventually mm -hmm. they will. And it's a sign, right, that this idea we've been sold in the West, that as long as we keep the pressure up and we keep sanctioning and we keep funneling arms in the Ukraine, the Russians are going to just go home one day and give up yeah, and basically negotiated in our terms is not going to happen yeah they've invested like way too much into it just in in the war in general not even just like monetarily but like the effects that the world's you know pretty much shutting off the turning off the fucking uh spigot on russia like not doing yeah. any dealings with them anymore and just sanctioning the hell out of them like they can't just go back and be like yeah we're sorry like They've invested way too much. Yeah, well, this goes to the whole thing where they have no intention of ever coming back because, like the CIA admitted it, right? The rising economic power in the world is China and India. The United mm -hmm. States and Europe has 800 million people. China and India have 2.5 billion. 50 years from now, right, Russia's going to make more money selling to them. I mean, right now they make more money selling to them than the U.S. But there is more potential earnings in Asia and Africa over the next century than there is in Europe and the United States. Yeah. So, right, like what sanctions tried to accomplish was to leverage our current economic power to hurt the Russians so bad in the short term it collapsed, you know, their ability to make war, which yeah. it hasn't done. And China and India are actively circumventing sanctions and buying Russian oil and Russian gas. Which they often <laughs> then sell back right to Europe at increased prices. So, uh, <laughs> that's pretty uh, smart, actually. That's dude, that's the art of the business. deal right there. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's f***ing hilarious, dude. I feel like we've gone on long enough. Thank you for all your points. No. And all your... Uh, Unacceptable. Right. I still want to talk. No, I'm f***ing tired no. of this. <laughs> go ahead. We've no. been talking for an hour. Schizo rambling for an hour. No schizo rambling. This is all. It's, it, this is all. Okay, well, you can stop right the recording now, but I'm gonna talk to Aiden.